Welcome to Planet Geo, the podcast where we talk about our amazing planet, how it works, and why it matters to you. Recording on. It's been too long, Chris. It's been know, way too it's, long. It's, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? It is. Gosh. Hey, we haven't lost the touch when we're clapping in. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we could get a good spike if we cracked a beer right There we here. go. That's the way to do it. That, <laughs> Three, instead two, of one. This, there we yeah. go. Man, we should really do that. Let's let's do that from now on. <laughs> Chris, what's going on, man? Uh, not a whole lot. How you doing, Jess? Actually, yeah, there's a lot going on. There's yeah, freaking break, man. It's a busy summer. It's a good summer. Where were you? I just got back from Washington, Oregon, and California on our annual family vacation. So got Amazing. back two days ago. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, spent that's some great. Time in Yosemite. Spent some time climbing some volcanoes. It was, it was a good time. What a great start to the summer. Yeah, it is. So good. So today we got pegmatites, right? We do. Yeah. yeah. What, what's up? <laughs> so what's up? Well, first of all, I think we should start with like most of our audience, I hope or think doesn't know what a pegmatite is or why a pegmatite is important. So Jesse, real quick, tell us what a pegmatite is. Yeah. So a pegmatite's a rock, first of all. It's a type of a rock. It's a class of rocks. And it's a class of rocks that has massive crystals in it. So the minerals in the rock, the minerals that make up the rock are huge and they grow extremely large for reasons we're going to get into. Yeah. Uh, and they're really important. Pegmatites are like economically very important. They're important for how the earth works. And so like, why are they important, Chris? So they're important because they're made up of these kind of rare minerals, these minerals that are made up of weird elements and things like this. And so not only are they very big, but they tend to be made up of these elements that we need to have. Yes. So that they're, they're an extremely important formation. That's I guess right. Is what we should say. Things like lithium often occur <laughs> in pegmatites. Now they're hard to mine from pegmatites, but you get lithium, you get like things like gold or all sorts of elements that are really important to society occur in concentrations in these pegmatites, mm -hmm. yep. right? And right. I was just up in the White Mountains in New Hampshire and there's loads of pegmatites and pegmatites have been mined for probably a century up in that area and they continue What are to they be mining mined. for? A lot of lithium's being mined up there, some beryllium stuff too, at least they historically did. Um, and I think a few other things that I don't exactly know what they are, but uh, lots of, of, of like feldspar is being mined too. Yeah. Um, what are they, do yeah. you know what they use feldspar for I with that kind of think stuff? It, I think they get, a, they can get aluminum in some ways out of it, but I'm okay. not entirely sure. It's I don't also know apparently used as a filler for a lot of substances. Oh, they interesting. Use, uh, okay. Yeah. They use feldspar for that. So um, anyway, yeah, I just got back from Yosemite, as I said earlier, and this is really where the idea came from. I'm the one that pitched it to you. Hey, let's talk about pegmatites because yeah. like, I'm, I'm just, I'm back. We went backpacking for six days in Yosemite. We, um, we climbed half dome, you know, before sunrise and we're the, we we're actually, I didn't tell you this. We we're the first people up on top of half dome on that day. And that was oh, really cool. You know, to have beautiful. that whole place all by yourself, it was only for 20 minutes before other people came up with headlamps <laughs> on and all that, but it ruined it, was, it for you. <laughs> it, no, no, they were actually the guys that we saw up top were really cool. And anyway, that's all beside the point, but you know, backpacking in Yosemite for six days, we came across so much pegmatitic granite. So pegmatite, 
is a is a rock, but pegmatitic is a texture, and it refers to this extremely coarse grained, which means large minerals within the rock. And and generally, what we're talking about is these minerals are bigger than about two and a half centimeters, so yeah. roughly an inch. That's usually the minimum. I mean, you can get pegmatites that are. Uh, well, bigger than 30 feet. Yeah, we've seen some in the Black Hills. Right, we have seen some of these in the Black Hills. And that, that's another thing where, you know, we talked about where you were in the White Mountains. Is that what you said? The White Mountains, right? White Mountains, yeah. And I was in Yosemite. And then you and I have spent a lot of time in the Black Hills. And the Black Hills is just loaded with this pegmatitic granite, this extremely coarse grain granite. That's one of the reasons why the Black Hills is a climbing mecca. You have these huge crystals that are great handholds and footholds for rock climbers. They're what they call jugs. And and you and I have spent a ton of time there. You know, we went into, do you remember this? When we went to the this mine, I'm not going to name the mine, but we went to this mine and there was a it, sign. A, an unnamed across. mine that we may or may not have been in, depending on who's asking. No, but we did it right though. We did it right. Do you remember? Like there was this sign, there was this, this gate across it and it, there was this handwritten sign that said, if you are caught trespassing here, a lot of bad things are going to happen to you. And I'm not going to repeat those bad things. Yeah. But then he <laughs> said, uh, it, call this number. And so we called the number and a, yep. a guy answered the phone and he was, he had a shop. He owns a shop in Keystone, South Dakota. And he said, yeah, I'll give you permission, but I want to meet you first. So we drove to his shop, shook his hand, talked to him for like 20 minutes and he gave us permission to enter his mine. And we went in there and got spectacular spodumene. Yeah. Spodumene. I remember that. There's, that's the huge one in the wall. It's, it's so, so <laughs> spodumene a lot is this. Of time. Spodumene is a lithium-bearing mineral, and it's often mined for lithium, in, in, or it used to be at least. Um, so anyway, beautiful big white crystals. I have a 400-pound chunk of lithium in my in my rock garden in my front yard <laughs> from that mine. <laughs> it's oh, amazing. so good. What a great trip. That it was is, a great it trip. It was. All right, so, so back to right. pegmatites. Yes, let's go. How do they form? What's unique about them? Like, what's going on, Chris? Why are they prevalent in Yosemite Valley, in the White Mountains? What's going on? Okay, um... It's a cool story. It's a geological story. It's a complicated story, kind of. Let's try to simplify this, Jesse. Let's try to like make this so that everybody can understand this. Basically, you know, a lot of people look at, they think of pegmatites in these extremely large crystals. Anybody that has a little bit of geologic experience understands that rate of cooling determines crystal size. Crystals need time. Minerals need time to grow. So you would think, well, pegmatites are extremely huge crystals, must have cooled extremely slowly. Let's hit one thing there. Why is time the important variable? Well, time is the important variable because you need the elements that make up the minerals. The minerals are sitting there and they're taking in the elements that they want into their mineral structure. And that's how they're growing bigger. Those elements need to get to the place where those minerals are forming. So you need to get atoms to these locations. Right. In most cases, time is needed for bigger minerals to grow. The more time you have, the more elements can kind of diffuse into that. Yeah, they're migrating. These ions are migrating through the sticky magma. So the more time they have, the bigger the wall can get as they stack on, the bigger these minerals can get. That's right. So a lava has small crystals because there's no time. It cools on the surface. It cools really quickly. A granite has bigger crystals because it's cooling at depth in the crust and it just stays hot for longer. It cools down more yeah. slowly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So back to pegmatites. So 
you know, you'd think pegmatites then really, really slow rate of cooling, right? Well, that's not really what's going on. And so what happens with these these pegmatites, which is basically the same as granite in terms of like chemical composition. Okay. Basically a light colored igneous rock with very few dark colored minerals sprinkled in among it. What happens Jesse is that most of the magma has already cooled into rock. You have these pockets of water because granitic magma tends to have a fair amount of water in it. Okay. And so this is the last bit to solidify. But what happens is this water, well, it's loaded with ions. It's super, super salty. That's right. So salty. Let's, you listen to this picture a fluid. Imagine some fluid that you can think of. You're probably thinking like Gatorade or water or pop or something like that. Uh, and now think of magma. This is a melted rock. This is much stickier. This is really thick. What we're talking about is something that is in between those two. Really, really salty water is kind of in between those two things, those two images that you have in your mind, right? And so it's loaded with ions and it's super saturated in those ions, but it's still very fluidy. It's still more like water than sticky magma. So Jesse, what temperature are we talking about here? How hot is this water? Well, these things can exist, you know, anywhere from like four or 500 degrees centigrade down to 200, 250. So at the surface, this would boil off, but they're under pressure. They're in the earth. So they're under pressure so they can get that hot and still be in a fluid phase. Okay. So why is water important then in terms of how big the minerals get in a pegmatite? Yeah. So water is important. And Chris, you touched on it earlier that in a magma, this thick, sticky, soupy stuff, the atoms have to, they take a long time to move from place to place. So think of an atom trying to go one inch in a magma that's taking a long time in a pegmatite or a pegmatitic fluid, that supercritical fluid it can go really fast. The fluid is less viscous. Yeah. It's fluid. So it can diffuse across there really, really quickly and get to where the mineral is forming very rapidly. So it can fly through this really like thin solution of water, the super salty water. The crystals can get really big quite fast, right? That's right. Exactly. Okay. So the minerals get so big because of this, because they're flying through this water solution. This is late stage cooling. But why is it made up of rare elements then or rare minerals? Why does that happen? Yeah. So they're made up of all the stuff that's left behind after a magma cools. And the magma, as it's cooling, the minerals that are forming are taking in the stuff they like. Minerals are made up of atoms and they're taking in the atoms or the elements that they like that fit well into their structures. But these are common minerals, so they're formed from common elements. The uncommon minerals are formed from uncommon elements and those are not crystallizing then. So all the uncommon elements, the rare ones, get concentrated in these late stage fluids, which become pegmatites and then concentrate things like lithium or cesium or beryllium, which then occur in pegmatites. And that's, they're kind of concentrated there. So that's where we go to mine those types of things. So a pegmatite then, it's going to be enriched in these elements that are kind of rare. They get excluded because they don't fit into the crystalline structure of common minerals, right? That's right. And there, we are interested in them for economic reasons, in part because they're rare. And uh, these are the weird elements that we use in our technology or that, that don't occur frequently on the earth. And so therefore they're valuable because they're more rare. But I want to point out though, that the most common minerals that are present in a pegmatite, 
these really coarse grained are quartz, feldspar, and muscovite, which are three of the most common minerals in the world. Okay, now that's just because those are low temperature. Those are the last minerals to crystallize out of a cooling magma. So that hydrothermal, that superheated water at, say, 500 degrees is going to be loaded with the elements that form these minerals. And it's also going to be concentrated in rare elements because Jesse, like those rare elements, like you said, lithium a lot, lithium doesn't fit into the crystalline structure of common minerals. So they get excluded, don't they? That's right. They get kicked out or they sort of just get pushed into the last stuff. They keep getting pushed in and then end up in a pegmatite. And that's where we want them to be because the earth is naturally concentrating these rare valuable things for us in pegmatites. And so this is where we go to mine these things. It's great. Pegmatites are amazing. And they're beautiful, Chris. They They have amazingly (laughs) cool minerals in them. And you say, oh, feldspar and plagioclase or or in quartz or in them. But they grow such massive crystals that they're beautiful. They make, there's some cool countertops made. And you and I have shitloads of pegmatite in our yards, I think, (laughs) that we've taken over the years. I have. I have books of muscovite. And for the listener, if you don't know what muscovite is, it's this translucent, transparent, uh, flaky, clear mineral. It's I love it because my my students love it because they love to flake it apart on the lab tables. I have like thing books of muscovite and biotite, which is the dark version of muscovite. It's black, but still translucent. Um, that is are bigger than textbooks. I mean, these crystals are enormous. So okay. cool. They used to be used as window panes back in the, you know, the prairie farm homes that they were yep. making. Put put these yep. as window panes in there. Yeah. But I, I got to bring this up because I couldn't help but listen to you talk about how these rare elements get excluded from the crystalline structure. And I can't help but think pegmatites are a lot like you. Uh, okay. All right. Well, so I'm, let me I'm walk you through this. I'm not offended yet, but I'm probably okay. going to be. I'm going to so walk I'll, you through I'll, this. I'll, like, okay, okay. Yeah. Help so me they're out. made up of pegmatites are these rare elements that get excluded and they <laughs> concentrate and they concentrate and then they form, they, they eventually get to the point where they can say, you know, we're, <laughs> Hey, we're going to form our own minerals. Forget about you. Well, it's kind of like you think about young Jesse first going to elementary school. <laughs> and, Young Jesse is, well, he's odd. Okay. And he doesn't fit. Okay. So he's one of these, he's one of these rare elements that doesn't fit. So imagine young Jesse in the cafeteria in first grade and sitting at his own table and nobody else is there because he doesn't fit. Just the, it's the hard reality of growing up. And then, but you know, so Jesse goes through, hold on, hold on. So Jesse goes through. All right, all right. Jesse goes through and, you know, a couple years later. So hold on. I, I have to in. say, you're just asking me to just sit here and take this abuse for like your five minute rant. <laughs> no, but it works. It works. Okay. No, it All works. Right. Okay. So a couple years go by and a new kid moves into the school and guess what? He doesn't fit either. He's an odd duck, doesn't fit. And guess where he sits? He sits with you at the table. Okay. Everybody else is sitting at their own place, but you now have, you've grown, you've doubled your size. You have now, you are a pack of two. And then look what happens. You move to middle school and then all these other little schools combine and the Jesse's of the world find each other. Okay. And so they all sit at the table and now like we have like what, 10 or 12 Jesse's sitting at a table. 
Okay. Then high school happens and you see where I'm going to this, right? Like eventually you get to the point in your life where you're able to see, you think I'm ripping on you. Listen to how I'm this trying, ends. I'm trying to decide <laughs> if I'm offended or not right now. So you, I'm sitting here thinking. Now I want you to listen to this because eventually you guys, you're concentrated enough where you can say to the rest of everybody, screw you. I'm going to form my own group. And what is that group? Well, it's extremely large, rare mineral crystals and so on. That's what a pegmatite is. So you thought that this whole time I'm ripping on you, but you actually formed your own really super cool group of people because you got to a, a number where you're able to say, you know what? Forget you. Forget everybody else. Here we go. Well, all right. I must say I started out with my hackles raised, but that was a pretty good analogy. <laughs> I, I can neither confirm or deny my popularity in elementary, middle, or high school. <laughs> Uh, but I like where the story ended. So let's leave that's it right. at that. It ends as you as a pegmatite. That's quite a good, that's quite a good place that's to right. be. I think at the end, now that was a good analogy. Perfect. I mean, yeah, a great example of, of how these things in aggregate all of a sudden can form a mineral and it happens really quickly and it grows really big, really rapidly. It's sort of a social media. It becomes viral in a way. These elements become viral and boom, there they are. Yeah. So they, they just hang out because they, they get excluded. They don't fit. Until they're able to say, basically, you know what? We have enough now to form our own rare minerals. Yeah, we're going to make a band. We're going to be, we're going to make a cool <laughs> rock right. band. You That's know? right. And That's what a pegmatite anyway. is. That was yeah. a good one, Chris. I, I'll give you, I'll give you credit for that. That's a really good one. I like okay. that analogy. That works. Yeah. It works it for works. pegmatites. And, uh, you know, next time you're hiking around and there's some granite around, look for pegmatites because they're probably around. They're, they're pretty common. The ones that are really concentrated in valuable elements are, are a little bit less common, but pegmatites are, are many places. Yeah. They're hard to mistake. You know, like when you're looking around and you see these rocks that have crystals that are just enormous in it, you're looking at a pegmatite. There you go. I love there it. All right. Good one, Chris. I love this geo short pegmatites. I love pegmatites. We got to go collect some more sometime. I let's know. go. When are we going to go? Let's, let's go. Uh, we well, I have to back spot. out next week. So, well, all right. Maybe yeah. next summer. We can <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All, all right. right. Good stuff, Chris. And as usual, you can find us on all the social medias. We're at Planet Geocast and uh, send us an email, planetgeocast yeah. at gmail.com. We love that stuff. Hit us up if you like Planet Geo. Give us a subscribe, leave us a review. We really like that. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and send us your questions. Yeah, absolutely. See you all next week. All right. Peace.